Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hello, I'm David Marsden from the Evening Standard. Follow the leader or hit subscribe and you'll get our news, analysis and commentary every day at 4pm. Give us a rating wherever you get your podcast too. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is the leader. The news that the Oxford vaccine is up to 90% effective is undoubtedly a good thing. So good, there's a gif of the researchers themselves giving a high five on Twitter. But it comes with a couple of questions. The first is, why are some places reporting it's only 70% effective? The trial leader, Professor Andrew Pollard, attempted to explain that confusion in a video released by Oxford University. So the difference between the two efficacy results is that in with one of the results, we used a different dosing regime where we used a half dose uh, with the, for the first dose and a full dose for the second dose. And that appears to have provided much better protection, giving us the 90% figure. Whereas when we used two full doses, we actually got a lower protection level of 62%. So they tried it twice. A dose and a half has 90% efficacy. Two doses, surprising even the researchers, less than that. So there's your two figures. And the positive from that is, if we don't need to use so much of it, the vaccine can go further. Now, the other question is, when can we all get it? That's a bit more complicated, but our deputy political editor, Nicholas Cecil, is here to try to clear that up. So, Nicholas, should we all be rolling up our sleeves ready for an imminent jab? Well, there's some very, very positive news this morning. And Matt Hancock, the health secretary, he was suggesting that if everything goes well in the next couple of weeks, then they can be looking at starting the vaccination programme next month. Which seems to be very, very fast. I mean, always with these things, there have to be some kinds of caveats. Yes, um, these vaccines have been developed at record speed. It's really quite incredible what these scientists have done. But no, no vaccine yet has actually been approved by the regulator. And what regulators have been doing, they've been reviewing the data as it's come in. So normally they'd, they'd wait for a vaccine to be developed and then check it and it, could, it would take months to, to actually be cleared. But that they've been fast-tracking the whole system so there hopefully won't be too much of a delay and that at least one, if not more, of these drugs will be given the go-ahead in coming weeks. So assuming that everything goes to plan and the vaccine is ready within the coming weeks and they're able to distribute it out, can we all... Phone up our GP and go, can I have a vaccine tomorrow, please? No, it's not that simple. The government's Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunisation, it's drawn up an interim uh, priority list 
about who would get it first. So top of the list are people in care homes and care home staff. Uh, They're followed by health workers such as hospital staff and the over 80s. And then people are are ranked by age, so that the older people get it before younger people. And then, of course, we have this issue of those who are sceptical about the vaccine, concerned about its safety, uh, campaigning anti-vaxxers as well on top of that. It's going to be difficult to, to get it to everyone that needs it, perhaps. Yes, the government's got quite a big campaign that it needs to do to persuade people to have the vaccine. They are the anti-vaxxers out there, spreading suggestion that vaccines aren't safe but they're often actually far more practical problems for people to access medicines treatments vaccines things for example language barriers for some communities for them to be able to understand these vaccinations and how safe they are and also for example can people actually get to their gp surgeries and vaccination clinics easily so it's often these problems which can be just as difficult to overcome as comments spread by anti-vaxxers. But even if everybody who can take the vaccine in the United Kingdom does so, does that solve the problem of coronavirus? No, it, the coronavirus is a global problem. And um, scientists at Oxford University have been always very keen to stress that what they're developing is not just for, for the UK. And certainly the trial leader, Professor Andrew Pollard, he was jubilant this morning. He had a very broad smile across his face. And he was saying, it means we have a vaccine for the world. I think this is an incredibly exciting moment for human health. We have full coverage in the newspaper and at standard.co.uk, including articles on how it all works and who'll get it first. Now. In case you'd forgotten, this is what pubs used to sound like. In fact, this was how they brought in the new year at the Dodo Micropub in Ealing back when 2020 was full of optimism. Thanks to lockdown, you don't hear much of this anymore. On December 3rd, a new tier system will be put in place. We're expecting London to go into tier 2, but as the Evening Standard points out, it'll feel like tier 3. That's because pubs and restaurants will still face strict measures. You won't get a drink in a bar without a sit-down meal, which is a problem for somewhere like the Dodo, which doesn't do that. Its boss Lucy Doe is here. Lucy, we're expecting an announcement on Thursday about London's place in the tier system. If it is the second level, how are you going to get through it? We've tried to keep getting through every tier, every lockdown, with doing takeaways and deliveries. But the reality is, is new tier two, Um, is the worst tier possible because other pubs who do serve food will be able to be open and we as a wet-led community focused pub will not be able to stay open so really who's going to be ordering takeaway and delivery from us when they can go to a pub and experience a pub down the road it's just not going to happen so it's it's devastating and that's takeaways as in people have been able to order a drink and then come and take it away from the bar has that been working well uh the first lockdown was more successful than this lockdown um but it, it keeps us ticking over is probably the best way to describe it do you think you'll still be ticking over when all of this goes away? I'd like to think so, but it feels like we've started as a startup business where nobody knew us and it would, it, t- it would take a lot of effort to get people through the door. So I'd have to say the whole year has been disappointment after disappointment and heartbreak. And that's what it feels like, it's heartbreak. Another blow is, is a pain in the heart and, a, and that pit of stomach 
dread and you're just like, okay, here we go again. Can you pivot to serve nice hearty pub meals? Is that something you're physically capable of doing? Our space is unique. So we're a micro pub, which means we don't have space for kitchen. We do have, we have had food pop-ups in before and, and it's possible to get a food pop-up in to be able to offer the substantial meals that are required. But it's, it's extra admin, the pop-ups that we normally deal with are doing really well with their sort of home delivery services. So it's a lot of uh, infrastructure that I don't currently have available. We obviously heard earlier on in the podcast that the sounds of your pub at New Year with your customers, have you had support from them? Have people been kind of getting behind you and, and they themselves helping to keep you going and at least from a psychological aspect does that keep you going yeah a hundred percent so people who come to the dodo they're known affectionately known as the hanwell massive without the hanwell massive i mentally wouldn't have been able to sustain everything we've done to try and get us through this year and literally they've been the best customers you could ever hope to wish for you know they will continually buy beer support what we're doing because they want to see us survive the other end and when the first lockdown hit and when the second lockdown hit I had people who were like our savings are doing nothing if you need this money then it's yours and offering like cash figures to me as well which I would never take in a million years but to know that I have a business that means that much to some of the people that come through our doors is yeah is basically what has been keeping us going. We have all the news, analysis and commentary you need in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. Follow our live blog for breaking news. That's the Leader Podcast. We're back tomorrow. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.